Hi, friends. Welcome to the Revenue Real Hotline, where twice a week we'll bring you conversations designed to help you make better decisions and find more joy while selling. I'm Amy Rahovchek, and I'll be your guide. Let's go. You made a comment about how connection is personality driven and it's also situational, right? It's situation based. And that context that comes with the situation is so critical. And I never hear it spoken or I don't hear it spoken about often enough. And here's a perfect example. I'm an extrovert, right? For the most part, I would have identified if you had asked anybody in college all through whatever. It was a part of how I identified And okay, so I'm laughing about I wrote an article on mental health as being the greatest competitive advantage you'll ever know. And I directly link it back to manager training. I'll never forget having taken the Myers-Briggs test at some point in my like early 30s. And I tipped over into introvert. I And it was like right at it was one of those good ones where it gave you like where you fell on the scale. And it hit me that I truly did shift into being like I recharge by myself, whereas extroversion, it's all about it's how you recharge. And so extroverts recharge with other people, introverts recharge by themselves. And it hit me in that moment that human beings (laughs) are so much more complex. And I don't use complex in a negative way. I think that word has some negative connotations. Then we give ourselves And we give our buyers and our bosses and our peers credit for. What say you about all that? Well, the first thing that popped in my head is life happens as you do business. And the reason that popped in my head is I think people often, just to bring it full circle into the sales side of things, is when they're in conversations with other people, most times forget that person's actually a person. It becomes a transaction, becomes a process, becomes a system, it comes something along the way. And I think that the moment a individual salesperson can become a human fucking being, it changes the dynamic of the conversation as a whole. So if you want to talk about complexity and introversion, extroversion and the likes, you know, I've probably always been an omnivert or a situational extrovert. I like being around people, but I also love sitting here on the fucking farm in my studio and not being around a fucking soul, you know? And so the idea growing up was sales was a transaction. Now sales for me is this lifelong relationship and lifelong conversation. And so you have to pour into people and understanding thoughts of what's going on in their heads and how they're showing up in the world. And then being able to become a human being as part of that process fascinates me on a daily basis because it requires people to learn to do things that they never learned how to do. Like some things as simple as small talk. If you want to bring the disc into it, your high C's, your high D's, we suck at it. We are just not good at small talk. Your I's and your S's are really good. Like I think this is one that needs to be defined as well. Because also, I think geography, it becomes a factor. Perfect example. I sold in New York City. So we got no fucking time for small talk. Get to the fucking sure. point, right? But then when I was expanding into the Midwest. Yeah, come sell here in Texas. You better is, learn small talk. Yeah, it's, it's, but I'm with you, right? I want to talk business. My first question is, how's business? And we can make small talk about that. So I definitely skew in that direction. But Ooh, I want to give you a better question to start sure. off with. Yeah, okay. Ask them, tell your story. 
But if you don't like that one, ask them to tell how they got there. Wait, I literally wrote down, see, tell me your story in <laughs> quotes right there. Mine is what's your story? But I had yeah. to stop asking it because people are like, well, what do you mean? My story. But I had to stop asking it in email or something to that effect. What were you going to say? No, I say just adjust it. So on LinkedIn now, if you connect with me, I'm going to say instantly, thanks for the connection. Tell me a little about your world. Because how somebody fixes to answer that question. It's everything you need to know. That's why I like open-ended questions. Oh, man. Donnie, what's the story with this badass business summit? How does one get to a point where they actually are creating the infrastructure for these, this, you know, rethinking networking across the world? And then also this badass business summit. Tell me all the things. You know, one of the greatest things I think anybody selling anything or running a business can do is build a community. People want to be a part of something. Okay. And one of the fascinating things that I did when I first launched the companies is I launched a Facebook group, mainly because I didn't know what the hell I was doing as a business owner. So I wanted to find a way to get around a bunch of other business owners. And it flipped so quickly because one, I've been a trainer for years, but people wanted to hear the shit that I was screwing up and breaking along the way. Well, inside that community, I used to do a lot of lives and I would do basically champions happy hour every Friday. I would go live and drink cocktail and fucking just talk business. Well, during one of those lives, all the people were listening and asking questions and like a gal looked at me and said, I got a speaking engagement for you down in San Antonio, Texas. I'm like, oh, cool. Send me information. It'll be fun. And as soon as I said that, all the people watching were like, well, fuck, welcome to San Antonio. Listen to me to speak. We want to hear you be on stage. We want to hear all this. Which led to them going, you know, if we're going to go down there, Donnie, you might as well do your own event. Why don't we just rent out a hotel room and you can teach us all. And we'll make this big org thing. And it kept going on. Whoa, if I'm going to do anything where I'm going to rent out a hotel room and all that, why don't I just do it in my hometown of Fort Worth, Texas? And they're like, cool, we'll call it DonnieCon. I'm like, no, you're not calling this shit DonnieCon. And so that's how the Badass Business Summit was actually born. Some of the old people that have been around for a while, they still call it DonnieCon. <laughs> Oh um, man, I've, you could, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that mental note in my head, Donnie Kong. That's, it will forever be known as Donnie Kong for me too. That's awesome. But you reminded me, so this non-compete that you had enforced on you where somebody, an attorney showed up at your front door, um, you blew through that part of the story and I'm just having a hard time processing it. Like I, so the, I see red, by the way, like I cannot stand all this secrecy and the non-compete. They all serve corporations and, the, and us regular folks are generally priced out of the legal market, but like, what the hell? So a couple of things happened during that moment is I represented 70% of the book of business for the franchise I was working for. So with me leaving, there was a threat of 70% of his business walking. And I know for a fact, some of my clients walked up and said, well, Donnie's no longer with you. We're out, which was never my intention, you know, as part of that process. So I understood gotcha. okay. protecting that business because of the volume of business I actually had. But to limit somebody's ability to, to make a living. And support yeah. their family. It's yeah. just, and in that the was core hard. competency, it's wrong yeah. in my opinion. Dude, agree. And a couple of times they sent me cease and desist type things because I was scratching a border of what I was doing. And at that point, for me, it becomes unethical. If I was specifically coming after the clientele, that's one thing, right? I can respect that. But to build my own business, that's tough. And I got no disrespect for him. It's how I signed the contract. So I got to take ownership of it, right? You know, so that that's on me for not understanding. Come on, what did like, and not get hired? Right. I know, but it's, come on. 
Yeah, but, but I still. appreciate the self accountability and like looking at it. What can <laughs> I do differently? Always. Okay. So Always. I see you and I respect it. Right. You know, so uh, like right now, we have a ton of people that work for us, not a single one of them to W2 because I want them to have their own freedom and be able to do what they want. And, you know, they work at their own level and pace. And I think that's a beautiful way for most companies to operate. Mm-hmm. I think to ultimately scale, you're going to have to have W2s because you need people that are just solely dedicated to your business and what they do. I, I think every business should have a vision so massive that other people want to help you build it. Absolutely. Right. So at that point, I mean, we set out and I said, you know, I never wanted to launch networking groups. I never wanted to be associated with networking because the person that goes out and teaches networking is usually a broke asshole that can't sell, right? They're mm-hmm. teaching everyday skills and I didn't want to be looped into that crowd. So the moment we decided we were going to launch Success Champion Networking, it was because of the pandemic and we needed a way to help as many small business owners as possible. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my wife that morning after we decided we were going to do this and I said, babe, I really don't want to be this. I don't want to be associated with networking. I don't want to be that guy that can't people think can't sell so he networks. And she looked at me and she goes, you realize you're a fucking idiot, right? I said, what do you mean? She goes, why don't you become the guy that fixes what everybody hates about networking? Why don't you change how the fucking world networks? And I went, shit, I can do that. And then as soon as I started telling people, I'm going to change how the world networks. I'm going to fix what everything you hate about networking. They started showing up because people were hungry for a new style and a new way. So if you're building a business if you can find a vision that impacts people so much, right? And I'm not comparing myself to Martin Luther King by any stretch of the imagination. But when that fucker came out and said, I have a dream, dude, he caused a fucking movement. And that's the thought process for me behind having a massive vision is if you get it right, other people are like, yes, I want that. Let's build that. Let's create that. And I think you get that magical environment. You create your champions that come together. You become an unstoppable force of business. And that's what makes it all a lot more fun. So what would you say to someone that maybe has been selling a while and is responding to what you just said, but scratching their head and thinking, what the hell? How can I execute differently? What would you say to that person? You've got to flip the script. People go into networking looking as a solution to get sales. If you change your mindset from this is going to get me sales to I'm going to open doors for others. And this is a, a kind of the service first mentality. But when you become the person that everybody in town knows because you're doing the right things, you can get people to the right contacts, you can open the right fucking doors, you'll build a mint because your name will stay top of mind and on the lips of everybody whenever your product or service comes up. So if you look at networking as strictly as a sales, how I get to close clientele, you're going to lose. You got to go into it with the idea of, I'm going to grow other people's businesses. And that sweet mental shift of I'm going to grow other people's business will make you become one of the most influential people in your town, in your industry, in your area, in whatever you sell. Because people just want to be around you because you have the ability to open doors for others. Prime example of this. So when I was working for Sandler Training, I went and joined a local 
Home Builders Association, right? Mm-hmm. Give a rat's ass about custom home building, right? I did not want to teach these good old boy country guys that I still great friends with. And I tell them the country bumpkins all the time. I did not want to teach these people how to sell more homes, but all the people that sold to these builders, I wanted to work with. They were blue collar lumber companies and roofing companies and window companies that had tons of salespeople. They were my kind of people that I could go sell a ton to. So I joined this association. I went up to every home builder and said, look, I have nothing to sell you. I don't even want to train you and your people, but I'll buy you a beer. I'll buy you lunch. Let's go to dinner. And what's fascinating about six months of doing that, all the other vendors were trying to become my friend now. All the lumber companies, all the roofing companies and everything were trying to become my friend. Why? Because I could get them to all the builders that they need to do to grow and scale their business. The largest deal of my life I ever closed came out of that association because I had the relationship with all the home builders. I could get people exactly to where they needed to go. When you become that GSD that everybody knows, you'll absolutely transform and change everything you do. Never want to be the networker. You want to be the connector. The networker shows up everywhere and does everything and they know everybody in town, but also everybody knows they're fucking broke because they have time to show up, do everything, be everywhere in town and do and be a part of everything. The connector, very purposeful. They go to the things that they know that they can meet the people that will be key to open doors for others. And was, go ahead, go. I'm remembering somebody, Patrick, same kind of thing, mentor, taught me a ton. And he was like, "And what's your biggest strength? This was years ago. And I, I didn't get it right, whatever it was that I like came up with in this moment. And he's like, I mean, you're a connector. You know everybody. And it's the connecting that you do behind the scenes that this is where your impact is coming from. And it just, it clicked for me in this moment. And so, and I was remembering what that conversation felt like as you were speaking. And so I agree. It's hard to get there though, especially when you think about personally, how do you not get too lost in all the help that you're doing or giving and even like the affiliate links. And so, and I, I don't necessarily have an answer and I'm looking at the clock oh, here. And I, we I gotta, do, I do. I okay, a okay. quick answer for sure. you. Be out selling outside of the networking. That's the counterbalance that everybody fucks up. If you're only using networking, you're going to lose. Connect, open doors for people, but you got to be out traditional selling. There's got to be some sort of cold aspect to it, whether you're doing cold outreach, cold calling, cold emailing. Or warming right? people up through warm, like, yep. you know, commenting like, on whatever. So I like warm, right? What's in the name? But with yep. same kind of thing. Yep. I'm with your wife. Get off your fucking ass. But that's how you balance yeah. it. It's how you okay. keep yourself from just opening doors so is you've got to be doing activities outside of just network. So, so, so good. Donnie, what's one piece of advice? And this is the last one. What's one piece of advice for our listeners about uncomfortable conversations or hard conversations that inevitably occur while generating revenue? You're the asshole if you don't have them because they're inevitable. You're going to have them. And the longer you don't fire somebody, the more it makes you an asshole because they're destroying your company from the inside. The longer that you hang on to relationships that you shouldn't have or work with vendors that you know you shouldn't do, just makes you bigger of an asshole. You were actually a bigger asshole by not having that conversation. 
and you're only dealing with your own fucking head trash and what you believe you will be perceived as by not having those conversations that's keeping you from going to have it. Don't be the bigger asshole. Go have the conversation. Wow. That was my favorite answer. That was fucking awesome, Donnie. Donnie, how can people find you? The biggest thing, the easiest way to do is if they'll text the word success to 817-318-6030, we'll send them all of our social links, uh, some free stuff and everything, but that's the fastest way to get to me. What's the number again? One more. Text the word success to 817-318-6030. We'll send you a whole bunch of stuff. But guys, you got to do me one big favor before we get out of here. And I really mean, this has been a fucking fun conversation. I love it when somebody actually wants to dive in and get real answers. So thank you for that, Amy. Guys, do her the biggest favor. And if you got one trick, one tip, one piece of advice out of this, do her the biggest favor and share this with one person that will get value out of it. Having my own podcast, I can tell you the hardest thing in the world is building an audience and finding enough people to do it. It's like you literally walked up and give her a virtual hug if you will introduce her to somebody else. Let other people meet Amy and what she's doing here to have some real just badass conversations. Donnie, you rock. All right, friend, I'm going to let you go back to actually selling and getting on with your day. <laughs> going and creating all these like multiverses for us to change the way that we think about networking and the Badass Business Summit. And I'm sad we didn't get into the... What, oh, wait, where is it? I wrote it down. The referrals. What's the name of the book? Endless stream of referrals. Endless stream of referrals. And I promise you guys, go listen to the audio version, audio audible book on that one. Okay. It's so much fun doing the audio it's, book. I listened to the the listen icon underneath it. And so also, if anybody's not putting together the connection between multi-threading and refer- referrals, I would encourage you to do that. Also, if you have not asked for one referral or it's been a while, then you're not going to get any referrals. Just yeah. ask the questions. But anyway, you do not have to wait until the end of the deal, either if it closes or doesn't close. While it's depending on what type of sale you're selling or what type of organization, as you're in discovery, right? Who else in the organization is having challenges with X problem? Who else is, who's the most open-minded individual in this realm? And so get into, build into the habit. But anyway, Donnie, I'm definitely also getting this book. And so I like, this is what our, well, I think our next episode should be about yeah, because I, said, I was I'm, really well, sad that we didn't get to go into this and one. And I've got another book coming out next month. So I want to okay. come back and talk to you. It's called okay. from, fucked, from Fucked to Focused, How to Actually Go from Growth to Scaling Your Business. Okay. And I'm going to take you through it. You're going to hear all the dark stories of me building my business, all my fuck ups and the things that you're going to hear the conversation between me and my wife where, I had to actually stand on a porch and tell her. So, so I want to come back. Let's talk endless referrals. And I want to come back and talk about from fuck to focus. All right. I will. I'm going to send you the record link again right after this. All right, Donnie. Wait, hold on. I did my phonetic. Oh, bovine. Look at this. <laughs> Got it. Love it. Love it. Donnie, you rock. On the off chance you haven't heard it yet today, I appreciate you and I appreciate what you're doing for me and for all of us. Thank you. All right, all. That wraps another installment of Revenue Real Hotline. Today's episode was produced by the fabulous Nian Fiedler. Naturally, I'd like to thank my guests for sharing their brilliance and stories with us. And thank you too, listener. I know you've got a ton of options and I appreciate you choosing us. For anyone who wants to support the show, do follow us wherever you listen and be sure to join us next time for more conversations designed to help you make better decisions and find more joy while selling. I'm Amy Rahovchik and that's a wrap.